Welcome to That's So Hindu. I'm Matt McDermott. In this episode, I'm speaking with Vera Tanzi. Vera is the former president of the Bhakti Center in Manhattan, which is a multi-floor complex in the East Village where they have a temple, small monastic community, and prior to the pandemic offered yoga classes, held regular trainings in Bhakti Yoga, Kirtan, all rooted in the Vaishnav tradition. On the ground floor, they have an Ayurvedic restaurant, Divya's Kitchen. We've had the chef and founder there, Divya Alter, on the podcast before. So after listening to this episode, you can go back into the archives and find that. Now, Vera is on the board of the Bhakti Center, but lives in Alachua, Florida, where he's an Ayurvedic healer and educator, offers retreats, trainings, and consultations on all aspects of Ayurveda, including what we're going to talk about today, marmotherapy. Have a listen. I've taught yoga and meditation. I've studied Ayurveda as part of that. But marmotherapy has never really been something that's come up. And I have to say, I don't really know that much about it. So let's just, let's just start there. What is marmotherapy? Marmotherapy, let's look at it from the simplest kind of standpoint. Every, you know, most people are familiar to some degree with acupuncture. And so marmotherapy is Ayurveda's version of acupuncture. It's a body pressure point system. There's a lot of overlap between Chinese acupuncture and marmotherapy. So kind of giving a little bit of a frame of reference, it's a body pressure point system. We find it in the Vedic teachings. We find it in the Dhanurveda. And then we also, we find it in Ayurveda. So it's used simultaneously as a healing art. And it's also used in the martial arts as well. And similar to, if we're looking at Asian healing modalities, Asian, Asian martial arts modalities, we'll see that those same energy points that are used for healing are also vital energy points that would be used in combat to subdue an enemy or to, you know, maybe not kill somebody, but to, you know, subdue them. That I did not expect to come out in the answer to what is marmotherapy. <laughs> I have to admit, I knew what I knew based upon, you know, a little bit of, of knowledge on it was the acupressure part of it and the tying in to, uh, to acupuncture, acupressure, pressure points, that sort of thing. But let's just go there to start. I mean, mar martial arts, first of all, people don't really think of martial arts in terms of Indian history, which might be erroneous, but how can one use acu acupressure points and marmotherapy in the martial arts context? It would, I think that's a really fascinating thing. Let's, let's dive into that sure. a little bit. Sure. I'm, I'm just a, as a disclaimer. I'm not an expert in the martial arts science yeah. of, of using energy. No, points, no, but no. Just I'm, not, I'm not asking somebody to have, have you reveal the secret to the secret death grip totally. or anything. What is that connection? Go into that a little bit more. I think that's good. Yeah. So, okay. So the same vital energy points that are in our body that we're using for healing and, and, um, okay. So just talking, what is a marmo point? A marmo point is a, uh, a, an area in the body. It's usually at a juncture of bones or arteries or nerves. It's a juncture in the body where it's a confluence of energy. It's a confluence of the physical energies and the subtle energy of the body. And so obstructing one of those energy points is going to greatly, you know, slow down the body. So if we're looking at it from a martial arts standpoint, or we're looking at it from a standpoint of somebody that's trying to injure somebody, they want to go for these vital energy points in the body because that's what's going to subdue their enemy. They're not, they don't want to just randomly blindly hit the body. They're going for specific points in the body for a specific purpose. And if we talk a little bit more about that, which I know it's not the topic, but if we're, if, we're, if there's a conscious warrior, he has a conscious intention. It's not always just to like kill somebody or no, sometimes they don't, they want to want to put as little harm as possible on the person to be able to stop violence from taking place. And so 
Therefore, the, the way they're hitting them, the parts of the body that they're hitting, they could subdue the enemy without actually causing any long-term harm or damage to them to be able to avoid there being a violent situation. So one could use these pressure points within the spirit of ahimsa, actually, in the sense of I am required to do this because in self-defense or I am in a military position, I have to defend somebody. And, but I'm going to do that causing the least amount of harm possible. The most restrict in a way. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> to get it back on, on the topic that I was expecting to go down. What, how, what can marmotherapy treat? What, how, how can it be applied? I mean, I know with acupuncture, there have been studies you can do brain surgery and things under acupuncture because you can have that level of cutting off of sensation. Is marmotherapy that intensive or how, how, what, what can it treat? <laughs> Amazing question. And, and that's, that's news to me in regard to acupuncture, having that, that capacity. So, so if we look at it generally, um, I won't talk to specific cases. If, if we wanted to talk about that, I could share my personal, my personal experience of treating, you know, so many different cases and different types of people, different ailments is generally speaking, we could see that disease is coming from blockage in the body. According to Ayurveda, Health is when we have all the energies moving into our body, nourishing all the tissues in the body, nourishing all the cells in the body, waste being gathered and then waste being released from the body without any obstruction. When that's happening consistently, that's happening rhythmically, then the body's in a a healthy state of being. Once we start to take food in or we start to take emotions in or experiences in that we're not digesting, that we're not actually processing, we're not actually able to break them down, then our body starts to accumulate waste. It starts to accumulate toxins. It's undigested experience, which in Ayurveda is called ama. And that undigested experience begins to form blockage. Our body's not processing it, not breaking it down enough for it to be able to actually be utilized and then excreted as waste. And so then it stays stored in the body. And so when we're, we're looking at what marma therapy can do for the human body is begin to release those blockages, begin to go into whether it's physical blockages in the body that are caused from, you know, poor diet, lifestyle environment that we're in, or it's emotional blockages or mental blockages more subtly in the body to be begin to go into the body and put pressure on it in a healthy way, in a conscious way, according to the individual and what they need. And then to be, be able to process whatever's undigested, be able to process what hasn't been processed yet so that the body can be freed. It can be alleviated from that blockage and can come back into a state of flow, a state of, of natural health. And so generally speaking, we'll see that it's, it's going to remove blockages and it's going to reestablish that healthy circulation. It's going to reestablish our body's ability to just get nutrients to every cell and to gather waste and release that waste from every cell in the body. You run an Ayurvedic health retreat. How, how does marmotherapy fit in to the bigger picture of Ayurveda? How does it, how do you employ it along with diet and, and these other aspects of Ayurveda that people may be more familiar with? How, how does it all get integrated? It's a great, it's a great point. And I'd say it's, it's that word exactly. It's an integrating science. So someone, you know, when someone's coming into the Ayurveda health retreat and to receive panchakarma from us, no matter what they're coming for, there's, there's a space where, where does it all integrate? Where does diet and lifestyle and emotion, where does it all integrate for them? How do they 
you know, have an experience where they're going through healing and cleansing and transformation. And then how do they integrate that into their everyday life? And so with the wisdom, with the knowledge, with, with going deeper into that, and then also having that like powerful healing experience simultaneously, then the way I see marmotherapy and the way that we work with it at the Ayurveda Health Retreat, it's that integrating bridge, you know, where it's, it's, it's listening to the body. It's listening to the mind, to the, to a person's emotional state of being to understand that, okay, like we're moving through this, this powerful healing experience as much, as much as they can, that's not going to create a crisis or a health breakdown from healing, but as much as their body can process in a healthy way. And then how does that translate into everyday life? Now I have this wisdom. I have this knowledge. Where am I really at to begin to start to implement, to begin to start to practice? The body's going to tell us that. Now the body's going to tell us that. The mind and the emotions will tell us how much we're ready to start to implement in our life and, and to integrate into our life. And so Marma therapy is not just pressing points in the body. It's really listening, pressing points and then listening to that feedback. Where is this person at? You know, what capacity do they have to actually start to implement these lifestyle changes in, in a way that's going to stick, in a way that's going to be long-lasting? Is this something that people can do themselves like or if they and if they can do it themselves is there anything people should not do in the sense of you know can they do you need a practitioner to do this obviously probably to go deeper one would but is there are there basic things that people once they have a little bit of knowledge can do themselves or would you recommend against that approach um, I, it's my experience of it and the way that I've been taught the tradition that I've been taught and it's very safe it's very safe. And all the Ayurvedic therapies, practically, if we, we, we look at the, the you know, the, the basic Ayurvedic treatments, the basic Ayurvedic lifestyle, it's, it's meant to be household knowledge. It's meant to be, you know, a mom or a grandma able to treat the kid, kids able to treat, you know, press points on their, their mom and dad. And it's meant to be household medicine. It's meant to be a household practice. In which case, can you give some examples uh, of that? Like some things that would be, you know, a daily, you know, household practice, as you put it. Yeah, totally. One of the things that I'd say that the easiest one, and this is what I I do pretty much every day, a friend of mine, he makes these in in the States. This is a, it's called a Marma mat. Mm -hmm. And so and our you hands just describe that. Remember, we're on audio here. You're holding up something to the video that we're recording to this, but people can't see it. Totally. It's like yeah. a square, yeah, totally. looks like acupressure mat thing. If exactly. people want to see these. Right. Yeah, totally. So a friend of mine makes these in America. It's, it's an acupressure board. So it's, it's meant to simulate walking barefoot on gravel and mm-hmm. to simulate walking barefoot. So you're getting that stimulation of your feet where you have 72,000 nerve endings and you have, you know, loads of vital energy points that correspond to every system in your body. So a simple way is, yeah, you walk on this, you know, for three to five minutes, you stimulate all those nerves in your feet, you stimulate all those pressure points. You don't need to think about, am I getting the right one? Am I in the right place? It's just a very general practice. So you could do something like that. Um, and, and I could give you the details for that for, for my friends, for his website, if that's something yeah, interesting. Sure. We'll, we'll give you ample time to plug different people <laughs> at the end of this, but let's keep going. Yeah, that was a, that's a quick one. And then, um, and then general, like we have, you know, I have charts and stuff like that mm-hmm. as well, where you can go through your hands and go through your feet and start to access all the different organs and systems in the body and just do it in a very intuitive and organic mm-hmm. way. Just massaging through the hand, kind of being able to see, oh, wow, I feel a lot of tension in this part of my body. There are specific points on the, on the hands that will correspond with different parts of the, the body. And 
And, yeah. and if you're doing that, you, you can feel the, you can feel the effects is what, what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. You, you get, you get two different components of it. You'll mm-hmm. get a diagnostic component of it where you're feeling around and then you notice, wow, that's a really sensitive part of my body. So then mm-hmm. we can understand that that sensitivity exists in that organ or that system. If we're feeling, oh, that's painful. That's a little sensitive or that's aching. And I can understand that that's a part of my body that's needing some attention. And then also by applying the pressure and just breathing into that pressure point, feeling the sensation that arises from it, that is the, the healing process that's taking place. And the analogy that's given is like when you crank a hose, if you crank a hose, then you stop the pressure from flowing. But then when you release it, then you increase that pressure, you increase that flow. So similarly, when you're holding pressure down on a pressure point, marmas that's said in Ayurveda, they're imbued with, with consciousness and they're imbued with prana they're imbued with life force and so when we're applying pressure to them all that consciousness and all that prana we're building it and when we release it and it's going through that channel to that organ to that system to bring more circulation to bring more communication so our whole body understands what's going on there we can bring that whatever healing is needed whatever support is needed to that part of the body I want to go into how people can go in deeper into, into this, you know, and learn more for themselves. But before I do that, what led you to this path and why do you find it so exciting? Um, let's see. Okay. What's, what's uh, my background with this? Basically, I feel like it's something that found me. It's something that found me in a time in my life in my early twenties when I was looking for my purpose and I was looking for a way that I could make a difference in the world. I met a friend, a dear friend of mine, an elder brother in Los Angeles, and, uh, and he was practicing marmotherapy, practicing Ayurveda. He was coaching people and supporting them to get their life together and, and, and just to live a healthy and, and fulfilled life. And when I kind of found out what he did, I was like, you can do that. Like, that's something that that's, that's an option. I was like, I want to do that. That sounds incredible. Um, and so we, we, we hit it off. And then from there, basically, I started helping him with his business. And then shortly after, he asked me if I wanted to apprentice with him. And so then I moved down to Sydney, Australia. I lived with him in Sydney. Then we lived together in, in LA for two years. We built a practice together. I learned from him and, and, and studied you know, very closely with him. And I could see that what it was doing was it, it was immediately, it was able to give people relief from the suffering that they were experiencing in their life. And so whatever was going on, if somebody, their low back was out or they had some physical ailment in their body or they've got chronic migraines or headaches or maybe their, their heart's broken from, you know, just going through a tough relationship or losing a loved one that immediately it was facilitating for me to, to step into somebody's life in a very intimate way and give them relief from the pain, from the suffering that they were experiencing. And then for the, the, the amazing people that I was able to go on longer journeys with, to be able to start to look a little bit deeper at what those causes of suffering, what those causes of pain were, whether it was physically, emotionally, mentally, to start to support them to the lifestyle of yoga and Ayurveda, to just connect more deeply with themselves and, and to feel fulfillment through connecting more deeply with themselves by moving beyond the, the conditioning that maybe they've been living their life by, the traumas that they've been living their life kind of you know stuck in. And, um, and so that's what really lit me up about is I I found out how much like, man, like I really care about people. That's just like a natural sort of thing that, that, that's, that, that, I don't know, comes from my mom and comes, you know, comes from a higher power, comes from something, someone and something beyond me really care for people. And this gives me like 
the facility to do that in a really effective way. And no matter what's going on in somebody's life to be able to hold space for them and, and then have the tools to be able to, if they're, they're, they're coming up against blockages or coming up against walls in their life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, whatever that is, uh, to start to walk with them, you know, and, and move through those different challenges they're facing and to come back into that, that optimal state of health and well-being. Could give sort of a nutshell description of what is your average client like? I'm asking this because I know from a, from the yoga background, there's overlap with this, but are people coming to this who don't already have that, who are seeking out healing modalities that are outside the Western mainstream or is it, and they're coming to you or is it strictly, or is there a little funnel as it were from like yoga meditation, perhaps people that uh, have gone to a Kirtan or on that they're like, Oh, let's, let's, let's go, go here. How does the little funnel work? Yeah. If I can phrase it that way. Yeah, totally. Um, I think there's definitely like how you're describing it, the funnel of people that are dabbling maybe with, with Vedic origin, philosophy, lifestyle, you know, practices like yoga, meditation, et cetera. Um, and that, that kind of lead into like, Oh, wow, there's a holistic lifestyle that's available. Wow. There's, there's all these healing modalities that are available. I think there's a lot of natural, you know, funneling that happens that way for sure. Um, and then also we, we do see people that are just looking for an alternative. And, and it seems like to me, I mean, 10 years, 15 years ago, Ayurveda, you know, even in a, in a city like Los Angeles or New York city, you know, that are big healing kind of hubs and, you know, modern and on the, on the edge of trends and things like that. Ayurveda was like unheard of, you know? Yeah. They're, 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 I, having lived in New York and now I'm in the greater LA, LA area, it's still, if you look for Ayurvedic doctor, they're out there. For but sure. It's not uh, 10 years ago, nobody, you right. know, you had to like find a handful of people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sure. So, so my sense of it, and I mean, there, there's, there's people that are putting a lot of money into research on trends and things like that, that mm -hmm. also feel similarly that Ayurveda is, is basically is like, it's the wave has already begun, you know, like the wave of yoga, but maybe even bigger than that, that Ayurveda is, is coming in right now. It's still quiet, but the schools that are opening up, the amount of people that are being trained as practitioners that, you know, um, the, the benefit and the, the practical transformation that people are experiencing, I think it's, it's going to move into that like yoga household type of name that everybody knows about now in the world. I think Ayurveda is moving in that direction. So we do see more and more. It's just people that are like, I've just, yeah, I just heard about Ayurveda from a friend and, oh, I just heard about it on this podcast or people are just hearing about it. Like they did yoga, you know, many years ago, you know, or more. And now they're, they're hearing about it like they did yoga. And now my sense is it's going to keep on moving more and more and more in that direction. And so Ayurveda, if you're hearing about Ayurveda, then Marma therapy is going to just be like a subsidiary of that. It's like Marma therapy is even more hidden, right? It's like Ayurveda is maybe hidden. Marma therapy is even more hidden. And, and, and so, so I think, you know, people are mostly once they connect to Ayurveda a little bit, then Marma therapy kind of comes into the equation. Otherwise um, it's just word of mouth from a handful, you know, handful of practitioners and, and Ayurvedic practitioners that actually use it in their therapies and their treatment. So let's come back to that way. And how can people learn out, learn more? How can they, you know, if they wanted to study it themselves or, 
or just avail themselves of services? I mean, obviously not everybody's going to be able to come to Florida to your retreat. How can people go deeper? For sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. There, there's a handful of good literature that's out there. Um, some, some books that I keep on my shelf are um, from uh, Dr. Frawley has a good book mm-hmm. on marmotherapy. Another one from Dr. Vasant Lad, and that has a comparative study with Chinese acupuncture as well. Um, those are some, you know, and some, some of those, they're textbook like. So if you just want to kind of skim and scan, you can get that. But also you could go pretty deep into the science as well, just on your own, your own self-study. And then beginning to, I mean, I see this with people anytime we're doing, you know, self-healing um, workshops, even on Zoom. Somebody just holds a handful of the major marma points in their body just with their own self-application and notice the difference, you know, what, what, what you're experiencing before with a headache or pain in a certain part of your body or whatever was going on, whatever discomfort was there. We see it like, you know, it's basically 100% of the time, you know, major relief, if not 100% relief from some of those acute kind of tension symptoms that they're feeling in their body. And so even from just a little bit of self-study and a little bit of self-application, it's a type of thing that, Oh, I could still use, you know, headache medication for sure. I'm, I'm not that that's for everyone to, to, you know, work with their, their, um, you know, primary healthcare practitioner on, but it's the type of thing that could start to support that. You don't have to necessarily go toward an allopathic medicine for everything. You can start to press points on your body and get relief from, from inflammation or from pain or from tension and, and, you know, facilitate healing taking place on a deeper level. Is there anything in this subject that I have missed? Again, recognizing (laughs) I came to this knowing that this was this neat niche of within Ayurveda that yeah. wasn't covered in the Ayurveda that I, that I studied as part of a yoga teacher training program. And frankly, even from self-study of Ayurveda and yoga before that, yeah, it was nowhere. So I'm recognizing I probably missed something. What, what have I missed? Is there anything? Um, well, I mean, it's such a vast subject. And so I, I appreciate your questions. There's so, so much more that can be spoken. I guess there's something that's coming to mind is just kind of when we look at the, the human body, we see the human body, it's, it's a big sponge all the way down to your bones, the nerves, the hardest tissue in your body. It's all porous, right? And there's energy that's circulating through every cell in the body. And, and oftentimes, like the way that I experience my body is static. It's just this kind of solid structure. And I don't necessarily experience all the dynamic energy that's circulating through it in any given moment. And so in a sense, we could say, and we were talking about it a little bit earlier, is that we could say that our health comes down to making sure that we're putting a healthy pressure on our body to be able to, like a sponge, like we're receiving the nourishment. If we just keep that analogy, you're receiving that fresh water and then you're squeezing the sponge. When we're receiving like the food, the water, the relaxation, the meditation, we're receiving those in our life, in our lifestyle, and then we're putting that healthy pressure on our body, which happens through the practice of yoga asana, which happens through the practice of panchakarma, you know, treatments and healing therapies, which happens through the practice of marma therapy and other massage modalities, pressure, pressure modalities. We're squeezing the body consistently. Then we release all that tension and stress from the body so that it can function optimally. That pressure part of, of life that oftentimes either we're putting the wrong type of pressure on ourselves or we're not giving ourselves that healthy squeeze. Like, 
if we just got hugged 50 times, 20 times a day, all those squeezes, right? It does something to us, you know, what to speak of if massage became a regular part of our body where every, every bone and every muscle is flexing and being able to release tension from it, then we experience a lot more energy flowing through our body, a lot less blockage, a lot less disease. And so marmotherapy is just like the, like the mother of that. It's the mother of that, according to the Vedas, you know, the oldest, you know, written, documented um, teachings that it's the mother of all the acupuncture, acupressure, shiatsu, all these different modalities to be able to live a life where we're putting that healthy pressure on ourselves, not, not crushing ourselves with too much weight, with too much stress from the modern lifestyle, but we're putting that healthy pressure where we get, we get relief from all the stress that we carry in the system. We actually squeeze it out and, and get that relief. That was something that just flashed when you asked any other questions should be asking. Um, yeah. But yeah so, so many other things. I'm, I'm kind of jumping around and I'm just grateful to be connecting with you and, how can people find out about your retreat, find out about more, you know, course offerings, retreat offerings from you? How can people find you? Matt, you got to come down and train with us. Then they'll all find out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, we, have a, we have a retreat that's taking place in, in June. And that's something that I'll usually do a couple of times a year is that whether, whether somebody just wants to come be in like a being like a dojo, like experience, like to come and receive healing and learn how to administer healing in a very safe container, learn marmot therapy, learn and, and be able to receive it and then give it an effective way. That's what we do a couple of times a year. And that those retreats last generally between like seven to 10 days. And so we have a retreat that's coming up. That'll be held in Gainesville. That'll be the, um, the 18th to the 26th of June. And you can find out all that information on the sister and that's, that's where we hold all of our, our Ayurveda trainings, all of our online trainings. And you can find out information specifically about the Marma therapy training that we have coming up. Great. So sisterscience.com. You got it. Excellent. Thanks so much for, for coming on today and uh, yeah. talk to you soon. Yeah, Matt, grateful, grateful to be with you. Well, that's it for this episode of That's So Hindu. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's how you can help this show get discovered by more listeners. If you want to help ensure that more of these get made, you can make a donation to HAF at www.indoamerican.org slash donate.